Hello, true crime besties. Today is Wednesday, May 24th, and today we are going to be embarking on a journey to uncover the enigma surrounding the disappearance of Madeline McCann. It has been almost two decades since the disappearance of Madeline McCann shook the world. You are listening to the Situation Podcast by the Sojo Files, and I'm your host, Sojo. Let's dive in. The disappearance of Madeline McCann began 16 years ago this month while on vacation with her family in Portugal. Madeline was just three years old at the time of her disappearance, and she has never been found. Over the years, they have spent over $10 million throughout this investigation, and there have been false leads, suspects that didn't pan out, and even clout chasers who have claimed to be Madeline McCann herself, and shame on that piece of shit for doing that, but I digress. This month marks the 16-year anniversary of the disappearance of Madeline McCann, and the story is back in the news. Here is a rundown of the case for those who aren't familiar and everything you need to know about what's currently going on in the search for Madeline McCann. The McCann family consists of Jerry and Kate McCann and their three children who were on summer vacation in Portugal when tragedy struck. On May 3rd, 2007, Madeline's parents went to dinner with a group of their friends at the complex that they were vacationing at, while Madeline and her younger siblings, who are twins, stayed in the apartment approximately 100 yards away, and they were with other couples who had children who were doing the same thing. Her parents met with the seven other people at the restaurant. The adults had a system to check on all of the kids that evening. The plan was that the adults would take turns about every 20 minutes or so checking on everyone's kids who were all asleep back in their condos. At approximately 9.05 p.m., Jerry McCann went to check on the kids and noticed that the door was in a different position than how they had left it. He checked the room and all the kids were there and sound asleep, so he returned to the restaurant. At 9.15 p.m., another parent in the group, Jane Tanner, walked past the McCann's apartment they were staying in and noticed a man carrying a child. At 10 p.m., another one of the friends they were eating with offered to check on the McCann children while he checked on his own, and he returned and said that all was well. At 10 p.m., when it was Kate McCann's turn, she noticed that the bedroom door was open more than she remembered it being when they had left. She went to close it when all of a sudden, a little more than a breeze slammed the door shut. Kate opened the door, and this is when she realized Madeline was missing. Police were called, though it took a little effort to get them there, and the search for Madeline began. Included in the initial search were the other guests at the hotel, Border police and even airport staff were alerted to watch for Madeline or a child fitting that description. In the days that followed Madeline's disappearance, hundreds of volunteers began searching for Madeline as well. On May 12, 2007, the McCanns say that they cannot describe the anguish and despair they are feeling as the search for their daughter begins. Portuguese police said at this point in the investigation they believed Madeline was abducted but is still alive in Portugal which is an interesting statement given that most everyone 
knows the statistics for missing children and the critical importance of the first 48 hours. Madeline went missing on May 3rd, and the Portugal police said this on May 12th. That's nine days, over a week later. On May 26th, 2007, police issued a description of a man that they believed could be involved in Madeline's disappearance. Allegedly, this man was seen by the McCann's friend carrying a child towards the beach who appeared to be wearing pajamas that matched the set that Madeline had been wearing the night she went missing. Despite the fact that many believed Madeline had just wandered off and would resurface, the immediate response to Madeline's disappearance was an intensive search conducted by Portuguese authorities as well as many others, and the case quickly generated international attention, with media coverage shining a spotlight not only on her disappearance, but the investigation itself. However, as days turned into weeks and weeks into months and months into years, the mystery deepened and the search expanded beyond the Portuguese borders. Over the course of the initial summer months, the Portuguese police chief admits that some of the forensic evidence may have been destroyed as the scene was not protected properly. Whose fault was that? They even tried to blame it on the McCanns, but that's clearly the job of the police, not the victims. But I digress. Eventually, in July, the British police send canine units to assist in the investigation, and they inspect the apartment and the McCann's car. In August, after the 100-day mark of Madeline being missing, the investigating officers publicly acknowledge Madeline may not be found alive. September 6, 2007, Portuguese police interview Kate McCann as a witness, but in the following days, they name Kate and Jerry as suspects. Investigators theorized that Madeline's death was some kind of accident, and her parents, who by the way were both doctors, were attempting to somehow cover it up. This ridiculous theory began after alleged traces of Madeline's DNA were found in a car that, mind you, her parents rented after her disappearance. Portuguese police, however, said there was not any new evidence and nothing to justify re-questioning the McCanns, and so they returned back home to the UK. The worldwide media frenzy surrounding this case led to intense scrutiny of the McCanns themselves. Questions were raised about their actions that evening and their level of responsibility for leaving their small children unattended asleep in another country while they went out for dinner with friends. Now, despite how anyone may feel about that, it is not their fault that there was a predator nearby, and it feels very gross to me that the media continued to state the obvious which was that a decision they made might have contributed to the disappearance of their daughter. And I say might have contributed because there was evidence that the window in the bedroom that the children were sleeping in had perhaps been the point of entry, meaning that the perpetrator may not have even initially known that they weren't there. And even if they had been there, it might not have changed the outcome. Regardless, the McCann family has paid the ultimate price for that decision, and there is no need to continue to state the obvious. To put that into perspective for people who may still not fucking get it, people who continue to say that it's their fault 
Remind me of people who say someone deserved to be sexually assaulted because they got too drunk or they wore too sexual of an outfit. And some people need to take an adult time out and ponder that shit for a minute. I said what I said. So, not shockingly, the subsequent investigations and media portrayal of the case left a lasting impact on the family as they faced relentless accusations and media intrusion. British newspapers ran wild with the idea that Madeline's parents, Kate and Jerry, were suspects and published headlines that suggested that they were involved with the death of Madeline and covered it up by saying that she went missing. The McCann family went on to file a libel case against these news sources to clear their name, and the newspaper group paid approximately £550,000, which would be around $717,000 U.S. dollars in 2008. The newspapers then issued on the front page cover apologies, Kate and Jerry McCann, sorry. They continued in the article to state that Kate and Jerry are completely innocent and acknowledge there was no evidence whatsoever that suggests they had any involvement in the disappearance of their daughter. The McCann's lawyer stated that many of these articles were grossly defamatory and caused the family great distress. This money was put back into the Find Madeline campaign to continue the search efforts for their missing daughter. Sojo translated for you, the newspaper's knew what they were doing, but they also knew that they were making an incredible amount of money off this story, and they didn't care. And who paid the price for that? The McCann family and Madeline herself, because people were not searching for her because they were too busy trying to blame the parents for something that they didn't do. And people still reported those headlines despite having no evidence, admitting that there was no evidence, because it was good for fucking business. Just over a year after Madeline's disappearance in July of 2008, the Portuguese police said they had submitted their final report on the case and essentially that they were going to shelve it until new details or evidence came to light. In the March following the police essentially saying that they were done with this case, there was a release of some of the police files which detailed possible sightings of Madeline at the time that she went missing, sightings that the McCann family were unaware of, which led to the McCanns publicly criticizing the police and their investigation. This obviously only contributed to the already negative relationship between the Portuguese police and the McCann family. In November 2010, the McCanns signed a book deal to write a book that they titled Madeline, outlining the disappearance of their daughter in the hopes of continuing to keep the story in the public eye and the search for Madeline alive within the public. In 2011, the Portuguese police closed their investigation for Madeline McCann, classifying Madeline's case as archived. This, however, did not stop the McCann family from continuing their search for answers. The McCann's relentless efforts to find their daughter led them to establish the Find Madeline campaign, which was aimed at not only keeping Madeline's image in the public eye, but also to raise awareness about other missing children. The campaign garnered worldwide support from celebrities like J.K. Rowling, politicians, and ordinary people just like you and I. 
In May of 2013, the UK detectives that were working the case say that they had a number of people who were persons of interest in the disappearance of three-year-old Madeline McCann, and they identified 41 people who they considered to be potential suspects, and this caused the Portuguese police to reopen their investigation to work alongside the UK. In June of 2020, the police revealed that they were investigating a 43-year-old named Christian Bruckner, who the media deemed him as Christian B., which is fine by me because that's one hell of a last name to have to keep saying. Christian was a man from Germany, and now, as of June 2020, was officially being named and considered as a formal suspect in Madeline's disappearance. Christian B., however, was then and is currently still serving a prison sentence for drug offenses in Germany, as well as a seven-year prison sentence for the rape of a 72-year-old woman. The McCanns thanked the investigators, saying, all we have ever wanted is to find her, uncover the truth, and bring those responsible to justice. However, as it stands today, May 24th, 2023, Christian has not been charged in the disappearance of Madeline McCann, and no one else has either. This month, May 2023, marks the 16th anniversary of the disappearance of Madeline McCann, and just this week, there is new news in the case of Madeline McCann. Portuguese news reported that an area near a reservoir about 30 miles from where Madeline disappeared has been sealed off. Now, this is not the first or the second time this area has been searched. However, police began their latest search of this area yesterday, May 23rd, 2023, following an alleged new tip. Now, as I sat watching the live coverage of the search yesterday morning by the BBC, the BBC paused the live coverage just before 10.40 a.m. CT time. And obviously, I found that to be very interesting. But back to the alleged tip, which resulted in this new search. German police requested this search as Christian B., the named suspect as of 2020, had visited the area that Madeline went missing from at the time of her disappearance. Over the last few years, a growing amount of alleged evidence connecting Christian to the case has been discovered, but no formal charges have been pressed against him, as I already said, and obviously he denies any involvement in this case. Interesting enough, though, he also lived near the resort where Madeline went missing from during the years of 2000 to 2017. So he lived right by the resort that Madeline McCann went missing from for 17 years, one of those 17 years being the year that she went missing. However, this would not be the first suspect that they accused of having something to do with this just because they lived in the area. Now, to be clear, I'm not saying this man does or does not have anything to do with this case. And based on his criminal record, he is clearly a piece of shit. However, I do feel it necessary to remind everyone that during the initial investigation for Madeline, they needed a translator because the McCanns did not speak the language. And so there was a translator that helped on this case and they ruined this man's life. 
ruined his life, accusing him of having something to do with this case because he helped translate for the McCanns. And that was all based on the fact that he fucking lived nearby, which is fucking ridiculous. So I just have to remind people of that. Evidence matters. And I would just like to see a little bit more hard evidence here. But I digress. Back to the current search that is going on. Portuguese police are searching a section of the reservoir, which is just over a mile long near the peninsula, and they are expected to take approximately two days to search the area with 20 officers who have been assigned to the search. Officers who are involved in the current search going on as we speak have stated that they are searching the land in this area. The focus is not in the water. They are searching the land and that they are looking for objects that may be of interest for the investigation or to rule out any hypothesis. To state the obvious here, they're looking for objects and after 16 years, the options for that are very limited. So they're either perhaps looking for remains or clothing that perhaps survived 16 years or any type of, I don't know, USB, floppy disk, flash drive, you name it, that might link back to this case. But the options of what they could potentially be looking for are very limited. So keep that in mind. Now, as I stated earlier, this area has already been searched. It was searched back in 2008 with a special dive team, and it was searched again by British police in 2014 after they were given permission to come examine the areas in which Madeline disappeared from. The disappearance of Madeline McCann 16 years ago has not only impacted her family, but has also sparked worldwide discussions about child safety, parental responsibility, and the role of media and the damage that media can cause. For those of you who have been following this case for years, that completes our update as far as today goes in the search for Madeline McCann. It is clear that the police are searching for either the remains of Madeline and do not believe her to be alive, or for any item that might link back to her disappearance. For those of you who have never heard of the Madeline McCann case, I hope that you learned something new from today's episode. And if you're interested in this case and want to learn more, you can watch The Disappearance of Madeline McCann documentary on Netflix that was released in 2019, or you can read the 2010 book written by Madeline McCann's parents, Madeline, Our Daughter's Disappearance, and the Continuing Search for Her, which is available on Amazon. That's all for today, and I will see you guys on the next episode.